This is Heart of the Story, and I'm Nadine Kenny Johnstone. I'm a writer and a writing coach who helps women develop and publish their memoirs and essays. But most importantly, I'm a human who's always trying to figure out what my soul is saying. Each week, I'll share stories and tips of healing, hope, and following my heart so that you'll feel inspired to follow yours. Hi friends, it is Easter today. Some of us celebrate it. And I like to think of this time as a mixture of feelings. The holiday representing death and rebirth. It's a time where it gets me thinking a lot about contrasts and opposites. And also it has me thinking about something that I have been grappling with ever since last spring when I lost my father, which is how do we continue living a strong, happy life in the midst of loss? Loss can really, really cripple us. And what do we do? What do we do in the face of loss? And so the other day I sat down with my journal and I wrote this little essay that I'm about to read to you. It's very raw and vulnerable, and it comes from my heart, but I think it'll offer some hope for anyone who has encountered loss. On a sunny Saturday last April, I got the call that my father was losing his cancer battle and was not going to make it. I learned that when I visited him the next day in the hospital, it would likely be the last time I saw him. It was a crisp spring morning, and Jamie and I had just dropped Gio off at his kid's science class. We were sitting in a strip mall parking lot because I was about to purchase a gift for my sister. Unbeknownst to her, her boyfriend was going to propose to her that afternoon and we were all going to meet up afterwards to congratulate them. I wanted to find the perfect gift. And then I got the news about my father. My parents had divorced when I was young, and though my mom remarried and had my sister, my father never did. So I shared many of my Sundays with him, just the two of us, driving around or stopping at my grandma Kenny's house for a visit. When I became an adult, we went on family trips together to Ireland and Hawaii, strengthening our bond. But one of his proudest experiences was becoming a grandfather to Gio, who called him Dado. Then in 2020, my father got the news that he had cancer. One short year later, he was leaving this world. When I hung up the phone, I sobbed in the passenger seat of our truck as Jamie rubbed my back. And when I was too overwhelmed to stay in the truck for one more minute, I asked Jamie to drive me to Home Depot. In the midst of my grief, I felt instinctively that I wanted to get my sister and her partner something important, something meaningful, not some throwaway knickknack. I wanted to give them a treat. Bleary-eyed, I stumbled through the outdoor garden section, wondering how it was even possible to hold two opposing emotions in my heart at the same time. 
joy and elation for my sister, deep grief and mourning for my father, whose life was being cut short at age 57. How do we carry on with such loss at our doorstep? As Jamie and I roamed the outdoor aisles of the garden center, I felt like a zombie. I was outside of my body, floating untethered in an alternate reality. Other people milled about, grabbing pansies for their garden, seemingly without a care in the world. I felt lost. I never imagined that I would be fatherless at age 37. As I walked around, I saw a section that said flowering trees and something in my broken heart warmed a bit. I checked all the tags to see what kind of flowers they yielded until I found the perfect one. It would bloom every spring to remind my sister and her boyfriend of the day they decided to spend their life together. Love would still flower, even in the midst of loss. As we secured the tree in the bed of Jamie's truck, that little sapling planted a tiny bloom in my heart during a very dark time. We celebrated the wonderful engagement that evening, and then the next morning, I said goodbye to my father. Within a span of 24 hours, I had embraced my sister as she leapt into my arms after her proposal and I had rubbed the thin, shaking hand of my father, who was leaving this world. The contrasts of that spring were so shocking to me that I don't know how my heart did not split into two. At my father's memorial service, I sobbed as soldiers played taps and handed me my father's folded military flag. With each gun blast of the salute, I jumped feeling like I had been shot. And also that spring, there were moments of love, of joy, of awe, of jumping on the trampoline with Gio, drinking a mint julep and wearing a silly hat at my sister's Kentucky Derby party. How was it possible to hold love and loss in my heart at once? My father's passing and a recent family health crisis have caused us all to be more cognizant of our mortality. And poor Gio has recently realized that our time on this earth is finite. One night he called me into his room as he sobbed, asking what happens when we die. He was terrified, knowing that there would be a time when he was here and we were not. With my own tears in my throat, I tried to soothe him. But how could I possibly console my son when the very same terrors keep me up at night? I said that none of us know what the afterlife will bring. So what if we imagined the most beautiful place where all spirits meet? I said that one way to lessen your worry is to recite a list of things you're grateful for. I said, I'll guide you through a meditation and ease your pain. But as I rubbed his head and whispered soothing images of sunshine pouring into his heart, I wondered to myself, how do we keep living in the wake of such loss, knowing that loss is inevitable? How do we not let it consume us? 
a flood of images came into my brain. One of when I was little, my father taking me to the bookstore, our favorite place, and to Taco Bell, his least favorite, but my ultimate. My father renting a red Mustang convertible on a family trip so we could ride along the beach with the wind in our hair. I thought of the last words he ever said when he was in the hospital. They were on the phone with Gio. How are you feeling, Dado? Gio asked. And my father answered, a whole lot better now that I'm talking to you. Cleaning out my father's house after his passing, I found the get well cards that Gio had drawn for him. They completely covered the side of my father's refrigerator. My father's cupboards were full of the mugs that had pictures of him and Gio on them, and the computer mouse pad he used every day was a family photo collage I had given him for Christmas. And it hits me. I want to say to Gio, the opposite of death is not life. It is not merely existing. No, no. The opposite of loss is love. It is loving your people. It is the memory of a father taking his daughter to a fast food place he hated because he knew she loved it. It is when I drink a mint julep and toast my sister's engagement, so delighted in her happiness. It is when I jump on the trampoline with Gio. It is when Jamie cooks us dinner every night. It is when Gio gives Jamie and I family hugs. It is when I guide Gio through a meditation to ease his worries and he falls asleep instantly. His fear melted away. The opposite of loss is not life. It is not merely the tree itself. It is the flowering blooms that fill your heart with joy and awe. And so I whispered to Gio as he sleeps peacefully, love is not merely the opposite of loss, my dear. It is the answer to it. I hope that this essay planted a flowering tree in your heart. Maybe it got you thinking about moments of love in the wake of or in the midst of loss. The way that we love our people and how it heals us. The way that memories of love can create a balm for our souls. The way that when we're facing fear and our worries, that loving our people is almost always the answer. So I hope that today you maybe think about how you can give and receive love. Think of the bloom that it causes to flower and flourish in your heart and in your loved one's hearts. I hope that this feeling of love stays with you today and always. And please know that I'm sending my love to you in the wake of any loss or pain or fear that you may be suffering from. I'm sending my love. Thank you, as always, for listening to Heart of the Story. Thank you, Michelle Rado, for all the beautiful work you do on this podcast. 
And remember everyone, every heart has a story and every story has a heart. See you next week.